everybody. Uh, welcome to the For the Town podcast. My name is Brian Doback, uh, the pastor at Streamsong Church, and man, we are for Doylestown, and, uh, and the purpose of what we do is we're seeking to discover the God-given creativity, the passion, and the drive of people and leaders within the Doylestown community, and uh, man, we do this by interviewing local professionals, uh, people of all walks of life, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, educators, business leaders, people in governance, uh, employees of all levels, and we really want to celebrate people, get to know people, highlight people and what their role in their community, and then give you a path uh, on how to connect with them. So, man, today on the show, uh, we have uh, Jack. Jack, uh, how's it going, man? Hi, Brian. Good to see you. Hello, everybody. Glad Jack, to be here. Can you introduce yourself, your full name, and, um, and uh, where you work? Sure, my name's Jack Dugan. Um, I'm a resident of Doylestown Borough. Um, I own um, Doylestown Escape Room right here on South Main Street in Doylestown Borough. Um, I also write, design, and produce um, all of our escape rooms along with my wife um, here at our facility in Doylestown. Uh, and I also have a location in Chestnut Hill, Philadelphia called Chestnut Hill Escape Room. Awesome. Awesome. Jack, what, uh, tell me about uh, a little bit about you personally, man. So I understand you have a wife, you got a couple kids, right? Yeah. So, um, my wife, Heather and I live here in Doylestown, Borough. I have two smaller children, Satine and Keanu. Um, one's in middle school, one's in high school. And I also have three stepchildren who are grown, Jordan, Gabrielle, and Mitchell. And um, they live in various parts of the country doing their, their own thing, and they're all grown up. So awesome. um, I also have two dogs, Apollo and Harper, who live with us, and a couple of cats. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my family. That's a full house, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. What, uh, where do, you, where do your uh, stepkids live out around the country? Yeah, so um, I have one in Ohio. Um, I have one in South Korea. And I have one in Charleston, South Carolina. Awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. So it gives man. us cool places to visit. It really does, man. Yeah, actually, Charleston, uh, we love Charleston. My wife worked there for a few years. And if, if retirement exists, um, we actually want to retire to Charleston. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite towns, for yeah. sure. Love it. Uh, man, so uh, are you – are do you have roots in Ohio? Is that a... <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually from um, Northeast Ohio. I'm from Girard, Ohio, which is kind of a little steel town on the suburbs, uh, in the kind of in the Youngstown, Ohio area. So yeah, um, my parents um, still live um, in Ohio. So, um, you know, and I also, like I mentioned, I have a stepson and grandkids back in Ohio. So, um, you know, we still, uh, you know, we still go back there and visit quite a bit. So yeah, that's where I'm from. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's, uh, my wife, she, uh, was born in Columbus and she has a uh, family in Sydney, which I think Sydney's on like the opposite side of, uh, Ohio. Yeah, it's kind of near like Dayton, Lima area. Over yeah. There. yeah, I've yeah. I've been there a few times uh, to Sydney, and man, it's like it's just like flat and fields. <laughs> yeah, that's most of Ohio for sure. Yeah. Now, are you a are you kind of like a, a LeBron James fan, or nah? You don't really care that much. <laughs> you know, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I certainly know having family back in Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I certainly know, you know I have a brother and sisters and um, sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws there. I certainly know, you know, how invested Ohio <laughs> people are in their, in their teams. And, you know, I, I know the Cavs bringing that championship back was a huge deal. So, yeah, uh, I, I can appreciate that. So how do you, uh, how did you make, when did you come to Doylestown and how did you make your way here? Um, how'd that all work? Yeah, so um, I spent 20-plus um, years in the pharmaceutical industry um, in various roles. And uh, I, kind of, I started out in Ohio, um, you know, shortly after I graduated from the University of Toledo. 
Um, you know, and I, I spent some time in Ohio, and then I ended up down south in Alabama, and then Florida, and then I kind of worked my way up through the corporate world, um, where I went um, um, to home office, um, which is in Florham Park, New Jersey, for the pharmaceutical company I worked for. Um, you know, and I was moving up here from Florida, and I had started to look at places to move to in New Jersey, and the CEO for my company actually lived in Doylestown, and ah. she's like, hey, before you buy anything in New Jersey, before you buy a house, you know, spend a weekend in Doylestown, like, you're going to love it, you know, and I looked on the map, and I'm like, no way am I going to live an hour and a half from the office, but, you know, um, Heather and I came up here, and we spent a weekend in Doylestown, and we definitely fell in love with the borough, and we got a house the next week, and um, I've been here ever since. That's awesome, man. What, uh, what kind of uh, precipitated uh, you to go from, like, pharmaceuticals to, um, you know, to what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, um, I put a lot of time in the corporate world. And um, I'm certainly thankful for the opportunities that I had. And um, it was really a great career for me. Um, and I think I got to the point in my life where I was kind of ready to leave the corporate grind um, and go out on my own and see what I could do myself. Um, you know, uh, and we were on a, just another typical vacation one year gosh at this point it's like seven years ago six or seven years ago and we were on a vacation and it was really hot outside and we needed something to do so um my wife booked us for an escape room you know we had no idea what it was for so me my wife uh, my kids and my granddaughter callie we uh, got together and we went to an escape room um it was down in tyler texas and uh we had the most amazing time and um, there were no escape rooms around here. So we figured, you know, man, we, uh, we really should open one of these in the borough. Like, people are looking for new forms of entertainment. So basically, while we were on that vacation, I wrote our first two escape room adventures, the storylines and the puzzles. Um, and uh, on the way home, we got a hold of our realtor. And, um, you know, we had touch base with Todd McCarty over at the Doylestown Inn. He gave us an opportunity to rent some space over there when a lot of other landlords would even talk to us. And, you know, by the time we got home from vacation, um, and our little venture was started. Wow. And since then, we've kind of grown from, you know, one little hotel room, one little office space over at the Doylestown Inn to now having you know, um, our own facility down here on South Main Street. So it's been a really, it's been a really fun journey. It's, it's happened really fast. And, you know, we've just been fortunate to have, you know, um, a great opportunity and a great town to do this in and great people to support us uh, along the way. That's awesome, man. That's a really great story. My dad is actually in the uh, pharmaceutical uh, industry. He's been in it for like 40 years now. Um, he, he, he jokes, he doesn't know how he's made it that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a grind, but it's a very rewarding, you know, career. So uh, kudos to him. Yeah, yeah. Man, what's, uh, what are your, um, what's your like favorite, what's your couple favorite things about Doylestown? Like, do you have like a favorite restaurant? What, what, are, what are the good places uh, for, to you in Doylestown? Yeah, so, um, like, we love living in the borough. We live on Ashland Street here. So, I mean, we're always walking around town. You know, yeah. we always find an excuse to grab a coffee or hit one of the shops or, um, or find an excuse to go grab some lunch or dinner. So, you know, we kind of do everything, you know, right, right here in the borough. So I have so many, so many favorite restaurants. I think I'd fill, I think I would fill guilty like picking one out um yeah. you know i know that you know my wife and i we really love like a good beer selection uh -huh. and uh, you know pag's pub has 
a fantastic beer selection. So that was actually the first place we went um, when uh, they kind of opened the floodgates and allowed some you know, outdoor dining. Yeah. Um, we've, since we've also been to Station Tap House, who, who um, have a great beer selection. And we just heard today the Hattery is reopening soon. Yeah. And that's another place we love. So we're really looking forward to um, getting over there too. So, so many places I love. We've gotten to know, you know, our fellow business owners and, um, you know, all the great um, servers and employees in these various places. And we just love being a part of this town. Um, the camaraderie here and the friendships here. And, uh, you know, it's a great feeling when you can walk through your town and you know just about everybody that you see. I think mm. um, I've always kind of wanted that in my life, but, you know, we never really stick around in one place long enough to have that. So I'm really glad to have that opportunity here. That's awesome, man. Do you remember the, uh, the last, like, restaurant you went before the pandemic hit? Do you remember that? Yeah, um, I believe we squeezed in a visit to Villa Capri Great. for some tomato pie and um, a couple of beers before things got locked up. Yep. I might be wrong, but I, I think that was like we knew it was coming and I think we like squeezed in as much fun as we could that weekend. Yeah. We went to uh, the last place we went to, and it was actually the first time we went to this place, um, but Damani Star. Uh, oh, great place. Right before pandemic hit, and it was so good. Um, delicious food. I'm actually, at, that might be the first place we go when, the pan, when we get past this. Um, but as far as I understand, places are opening now, which is great, right? So. Yeah, head in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Man, I understand. Uh, I got to call you out on this. Um, I, I understand you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Is that right? Oh, yes. Can you, can you, can you justify yourself? Can you explain that to, to, <laughs> to me? Yeah, so, well, I mean, as far as not being an Eagles fan, like, I'm not from this area. So yeah. there really wouldn't be much of a reason for me to be an Eagles fan. But, you know, growing up in northeastern Ohio, um, it was funny, like growing up, the Youngstown area was kind of split down the middle. Um, half of the people in Youngstown are Steelers fans, the other half are Browns fans, right? So growing up in a family of Steelers fans, Browns fans, all my friends are either Steelers or Browns, I, I've always kind of been a contrarian, um, for better or for worse, you know, and I think... I've always looked for ways to be different. And uh, mm -hmm. as a kid, you don't have a lot of options, right? So, yeah. you know, one of the few things I could control as a, you know, nine, 10 year old was, you know, that I don't like the Browns and um, Steelers. So, you know, I had some family members who were Vikings fans. Um, I had a cousin and my dad, um, you know, actually liked the Vikings. They had some great players in, uh, you know, late 70s, early 80s, like, you know, Tommy Kramer, Anthony Carter, Chris Dolman, you know, and the Vikings were on like Monday Night Football a lot mm -hmm. back then. So I had some access to actually see them play, you know, and I just kind of hung my hat on the Vikings and I love football. And, you know, I just kind of, my love for the Vikings have grown, you know, and I could say in the last, since DirecTV was invented, so I would say that was probably mid-90s. So I'd say since 1995, I don't know that I've missed a Vikings game. Wow, awesome. And we, uh, my son and I also track up, track to Vikings road games, too. Um, and we also go to Vikings home games in wow. Minneapolis. So, um, yeah, we're diehard. I passed along this curse to my son, Keanu. <laughs> and, you know, we... Um, we watch every Vikings game together and it's just kind of our little deal, you know? That's awesome, man. I, I, I definitely uh, empathize with your contrarian ways. Um, I'm actually um, a Giants and a Yankees fan uh, here in Philadelphia. And uh, it doesn't go well with a lot of people. 
<laughs> yeah, man, I was at that NFC Championship game for the Eagles and Vikings. Yeah. So that was really the pinnacle of, um, you know, um, not enjoying a football game. And I know the Giants aren't very popular around here either, so. I miss the uh, days. Um, I really like Dante Culpepper. Um, those were some good days for the Vikings, Randy Moss and Culpepper. Oh, my gosh. Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Dante Culpepper. You had Jake Reed there. You had Robert Smith, um, Ohio State running back, who was awesome for the Vikings. Yeah, man, some, some great memories That's watching awesome. the Vikings. That's awesome, man. What are your, what are your um, I'm just curious, like, what are uh, some of your hobbies and your activities that you like to do? Yeah, so, you know, um, probably like a lot of my fellow business owners, you know, um, maybe even more so because of the nature of my business. You know, I'm in the, the games and entertainment business. You know, I would say that I'm fortunate that, you know, my personal interests and hobbies um, are really mostly my, my work. You know, I mean, obviously, I love spending time with the family. We go on vacations, we travel, um, you know, but in terms of my personal interest, you know, I spend most of my time writing or designing new props or creating puzzles or building sets. I have a lot of square feet down here to work with. You know, I, I really enjoy my work. And, you know, sometimes I have a choice between, you know, golfing, which I'm absolutely horrible at. Um, or, you know, coming to work and doing something that I'm good at, you know, a lot of times I'd rather just, just come to work and, you know, it's fun. Um, you know, and my family's involved in my business. So it's really great because it kind of brings together all the things that I love the most, you know, um, creativity and art, um, spending time with the family, being part of the community, um, you know, so you know, I'm also very interested in astronomy and space travel um, and different aspects of science. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of reading and, and listening to podcasts and audiobooks on those subjects. Um, I like physics and, um, you know, I kind of dabble in that a little bit just for fun, although I'm not great at math. But, um, yeah, those are kind of, you know, watching football games, hanging with the kids, that kind of stuff. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I actually love science as well. Um, my, my favorite movie, hands down, is uh, – have you seen the movie Interstellar? Yeah, that's the Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, that's like my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, good movie, good choice. I, I, I'm like, I, I'm also fascinated by the universe, space, and uh, when I saw that movie, like, after I watched that movie, I went on this like kick for for two days where all I, I researched black holes, <laughs> and like I learned everything I could about black holes. Um, it was really cool, man. I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. So you're, um, you're uh, this kind of can segue into what I want to talk about next, which is your business, but. You're, you're like very much like the creative type. Um, like you love like creating and writing and stuff like that, which I really appreciate. Um, when it comes to Escape the Room, like tell me about, like I'm really curious about that process. Like, can you take me from beginning to end the process of like creating the story and then also like the room and, and how that all comes together? Yeah. Yeah, so, um... So I think to start, I'll kind of explain in a nutshell in case someone doesn't know what an escape room is. Yeah, yeah. Right? So escape room is basically um, um, a series of rooms or a room that are um, kind of built like a movie set that really um, um, engrosses a group of players in another place, another time. Um, and creates um, a story that they're an active part of. So they kind of work themselves through these rooms, um, solving mysteries, solving puzzles, solving problems, working together, where they actually advance through a plot as if they're the stars of the show, mm -hmm. right? And their ultimate goal is to accomplish a mission 
or solve a mystery. Or sometimes it's even to escape um, a particular place or situation. Um, so that's kind of what it is. So um, when I'm designing and building an escape room, um, regardless of what kind of games you're making, it's all about a great story, right? So it always starts with a great story that I feel like people want to be told, a story that I feel like people could buy into. Um, but it also has to be a story that's fantastic enough to catch people's interest, right? So first I write a great story, and then I think about um, what types of puzzles, what types of mysteries, what types of clues or riddles can I incorporate physically into this story to engage players and make them an active part of it? So from there, um, I actually write out what puzzles, challenges, things people actually do within the escape room, things people do to interact with my story so that they're actually part of it. And then once I write out those puzzles, I build what I call as a set list. Now a set list is a list of props, components, technology, furniture, supplies, materials that I need to not only create the set for that story, but to create the tools, the props that people actually interact with during the story. So then I order all that stuff and spend a whole bunch of money. And then once all that stuff comes in, um, I basically build the sets within the room or series of rooms um, and build the puzzles. Um, and then I beta test it, where I bring folks in, some who have done escape rooms, some who have not done escape rooms, to just play the rooms to make sure the puzzles work, make sure things don't break, make sure everything flows properly. Um, you know, and then once I finish that beta testing process, um, you know, and the room is 100% ready, and then I open it to the general public, um, and then customers can book time and come in and experience their own adventure. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's quite a process. It, it almost kind of seems like to me it's like um it's like a mix between like a movie and like a, um, a real time, like, you know, like play or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there yeah, uh, seems to have those components. Yeah, and we have live actors in some of our rooms. So there's definitely, you know, a theatrical component to the whole thing. One of the things I love about this business is, you know, it really incorporates art storytelling, set design, um, you know, um, acting. It kind of brings a lot of different, um, you know, art forms together, um, for, you know, kind of into one activity. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's definitely cool in that way. That's awesome. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, surely you must love movies, right? Do you like movies? I do like movies, yeah. What are, like, what are some of your favorite movies? Yeah, so, uh, so I, I, we just got together with some friends the other night and we had this same conversation. So this is easy because we just talked through this. So yeah. my number one favorite movie is The Crow, yeah. starring Brandon Lee. Have you ever uh -huh. seen that? I have a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, great, great movie. I'd say, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of at an age in my, I was kind of, you know, um, at an age where, where I was in my life at the time. Um, you know, I, I, uh, that was just a movie that really appealed to me artistically, like the set design, um, you know, kind of combined with the environment they created for that movie and the soundtrack, like it all came together, um, to just create such an immersive environment. Um, you know, and it, it was such, it was kind of a dark story, yeah. you know, but yet, you know, um, in the end, the good guys won. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a line in that movie, you know, where Brandon Lee says, you know, another one of the characters is going through a tough time. And, you know, the particular city that the movie takes place in is just, you know, riddled with violence and it's downtrodden and it's just so dark. And Brandon Lee looks at 
you know, one of the other characters, you know, and he's like, it can't rain all the time, mm. you know, and I just feel like it was a very, you know, um, you know, kind of some light and all that darkness in the movie. It was a great contrast. And Brandon Lee had a great, great acting performance. It was his last role. Yeah. Um, he actually died during the filming of that movie. Yeah, I remember so, that. You know, just kind of everything came together where, where I just really appreciated that movie from a storytelling, art, and acting perspective. Um, and probably my second favorite movie is one that my wife and I really enjoyed together, and I never thought I would like, but she introduced me to it years ago, is Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing story, way ahead of its time in terms of production and set design and just cinematography. Um, you know, just there's so many great things about that movie. Um, I never thought I'd, I'd like it, but I totally loved it. And we break out the box uh, every once in a while and uh, watch that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I used to have the Crow soundtrack when I was in <laughs> high school. Um, I was really into the soundtrack of that movie uh, for the Crow. And then I've actually never seen Gone with the Wind. I'm actually a big movie lover. Um, I like... Uh, I'm a big, I usually, uh, I usually go with directors, not so much like single movies gotcha. or I go with actors. Um, like I really like a Daniel Day Lewis movie. Oh yeah. Like his movies are awesome. So good. I really enjoy like Martin Scorsese movies, like most people. Um, lately, which has been out of character for me is, um, I really, uh, I've really gotten to love like the Marvel movies. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Me too. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so have you ever had like a crow uh, escape the room maybe or yeah, a, so, a Marvel? You know, um, I try to avoid, you know, like, like walking that line of licensing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, but I, you know, I certainly look back at, you know, movies that I've loved or TV shows that I've loved. And like what they did from a storytelling or set design or environment um, perspective, I've definitely found inspiration um, in, in other people's work that have kind of shaped what I do artistically. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What a, I'm curious, like, is Escape the Room, is it like a franchise or can anybody do it? Is it not a franchise? Well, there's a lot of franchises out there. The, the word Escape the Room is a franchise, um, but I'm not a franchise. Um, I'm an independent business. So, um, you know, there's a couple of different routes you could take. You know, you could kind of join a franchise where they just like give you all the stuff, come out to your place, build it for you. You give them a whole bunch of money yeah. and then you, you know, open up. Um, another way to go is to be independent, but you buy kind of these big box escape rooms from escape room designer companies. And you, know, and you buy the escape rooms and they come out and build them for you. They're kind of out of the box, like you buy a package, right? Um, or you could do it my way where you're just a guy that like, like when I build an escape room, like I peruse antique stores and furniture stores and you know, um, 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 set design supply companies to find really cool things. And I kind of build all of my props and sets and even my technology in my rooms, uh, I build it all myself, program it all myself. So, wow. um, you know, it's just in the end, you know, I feel like um, I spend enough time with people telling me what to do. I figure if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it exactly the way that I want to do it. Um, and I think the finished product connects better with um, customers than kind of a more, you know, fabricated feel. Yeah, it's not as like cookie cutter. Um, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. What's, a, what's, like, what's the thing you like least enjoy about what you do? If there's anything that exists that you least enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 
when you know what when you're a small business owner um every facet of your business is your business mm. right so it's never a situation where you know my my wife and i basically handle you know 96 percent of our business functions on our own you know of course we have an attorney we have an accountant we have an insurance agent but the day-to-day -day operations like we do it right so so you know i would i would say there's no part of my business that i don't like but because i've just accepted that you know every facet is is part of a whole package you know but i'd much rather just build escape rooms all day mm. um and kind of write and paint and do puzzles you know but you also have to do stuff like you know balance sheets and and you have to interview people and hire people and train people and balance the books and I mean, it's, you know, um, but, you know, kind of the grind of the everyday administrative stuff, I'd probably rather not be doing. But as small business owners, like, you know, you can't pay people to do things that you're able to do yourself. Yeah. Right? You just can't afford that. So, um, so, so yeah, you know, some, sometimes, some days are a little more grind than fun. Some days are more fun than grind. You just kind of go with the flow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are, uh, you know, what's, what's something you just like really, really love about your job? I feel like I've already heard a bunch of things, but. It, it, it's the art part of it, man. It's yeah. like, you know, being able to make a living as an artist is nearly impossible these mm. days. Mm. You know, um, this has really given me a rare opportunity to, to, you know, the art be the what drives our business so you know i know so many talented artists out in the community that i could never even think of of you know producing um you know like i can't even approach their talent level in a specific area and and it's very challenging to make that be your living mm -hmm. you know i just love that i'm able to you know make a living doing art and uh, it's a type of art that is accessible to everyone. You know, there's some people who never want to go to an art museum and like sip wine and eat olives and look at paintings, right? But someone who, might, who that might not be their cup of tea could still come to an escape room. They may be looking for a more interactive experience, a more engaging experience, a more casual experience. Mm. You know, an escape room is basically, you know, it, it, it makes art, more interactive and more accessible to folks that maybe wouldn't be pursuing art you know, um, in other ways. Yeah. What's I'm curious, like, cause you know, Doylestown's so um, saturated with, you know, it's a very small business oriented community. Um, what, like, what's something that you would share with uh, the small business uh, owners in Doylestown as far as like what you're learning um, like maybe entrepreneurially or you know how how just how to like keep your business going like what does that make yeah, sense so, i mean it's it's you know from a business perspective um you know i i think this would probably be and i have a policy i never give advice but i will answer your question um <laughs> i wouldn't presume to give you know my people who are already in business guidance, right? I mean, I'm, so many of my colleagues here in town have been in business for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, but, but what I would say that, you know, if I were starting a new business in Doylestown today, right, what would I say to you if you came to me and said, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, I want to start a new business in Doylestown today. Um, what I would tell you is two main things. I would say, um, don't fish where there's already blood in the water. So in other words, don't open up a shoe store if there's already 10 shoe stores, right? Just because you love shoes doesn't mean that you're going to be able to sell shoes if 10 other people are already selling shoes, mm -hmm. all right? So I would say understand your market. Um, understand what opportunities exist in that market um, and how you can access those opportunities. If you're passionate about shoes, 
Um, and there's 10 shoe stores in this little town somewhere, this hypothetical town. But all you want to do is shoes. Then I would say sell shoes. But go find a town somewhere that needs a shoe store yeah. where there's a market for those shoes. And you're not fighting with nine other people, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I would say um, chase what you're passionate about. But understand that what you're passionate about may not be right for the market that you want it to be right for. So understand where you're thinking about doing business. Mm -hmm. My second piece of advice would be to scale your business appropriately and avoid debt. Um, lack of revenue isn't what kills small business. Debt is what kills small business. Mm -hmm. So start small, grow your business organically, start making money, set some of the money you make aside um, to grow your business organically. Um, without going to the banks, um, hopefully at all. So kind of my, you know, the, the business model that I practiced early in my escape room business, I've opened, I, I built one escape room. For every dollar I made for that escape room, I set half aside to build my next escape room, mm. and I used half to run my business. Mm. Then I built a second escape room. Then I took half of that escape room, used it to run my business, used the other 50% to build my third escape room. So that's organic growth. Um, you don't need to start big to be successful. Um, you, you can grow um, at a reasonable rate and still get where you need to be. Yeah, that's good, man. I appreciate that. That's really good advice. Um, man, what, uh, where, where, what's like your vision of, um, escape the room. I mean, you've got, you've got the one in Doylestown, you've got one in Chestnut Hill now. Um, what's, what's next? Is there a next? You know, so, um, so there's kind of another facet of my business that I haven't talked about. Um, I also have an escape room at Font Hill Castle okay. here in Doylestown. I think we've been there three years, two and a half, almost three years now. Mm -hmm. um, I've really enjoyed um, that experience a lot. So I'd really like to also, you know, um, uh, continue and evolve my partnership with, with Mercer Museum and Font Hill Castle, because I believe first that museums and escape rooms are perfect for each other, right? Escape rooms do a great job of, of bringing history to life um, and making history um, accessible um, to people. So I really like to continue to develop that relationship. We're in constant communication with Mercer Museum on ways that we can work together. Um, you know, and I really feel like, um, I don't know how much you know about Henry Mercer, but in my time working with Fontenot Castle, I've gotten to know more than probably most people know about Henry Mercer. And I think he would love escape rooms. Mm. Um, so I'd like to continue to, to do that. Um, I'd like it to continue to improve my product here in Doylestown and in Chestnut Hill. And every couple of years, we redesign, rebuild each escape room. And every time I rebuild, you know, my goal is to present um, a little bit better um, of a product for my customers. You know, so um, so in terms of growth. Um, I think I'd just like to keep getting better at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that there's going to be a, you know, a third location for us um, in the future, um, just because I think we're kind of stretched appropriately right now mm -hmm. um, in maintaining the quality of our product. Yeah, I'm curious real quick. Uh, it's a great vision. Um, how, why, why was... Um... Why Chestnut Hill? I'm assuming that you felt that there was a market there for something like that? Yeah, so, um, you know, Chestnut Hill actually, um, from a market perspective, um, has a lot of parallels to Doylestown. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of, you know, there's a really good mix of retail, yep. um, food, um, culture, mm -hmm. residential areas, foot traffic. Um, but much like Doylestown before we started here, Chestnut Hill doesn't have a whole lot of entertainment options, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So people want to come to town to eat, to shop, to drink, 
you know, it's nice to mix in some live entertainment while you're doing that. You know, an escape room, you know, is a type of live entertainment where grandma, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, kids, grandkids can literally all do together and enjoy. So I feel like, you know, Chestnut Hill was, was, I saw the same things in Chestnut Hill um, as Doylestown. And, you know, while we've grown much more quickly in Doylestown, um, we've done well in Chestnut Hill also. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we we definitely want to continue to grow our business down there too. Yeah, man. It's a great neighborhood. If you've never been there, Chestnut Hill is a great place to um, spend the day. Yeah, it is. My wife and I, we actually lived there for um, like two years, um, back in 2011 to 2013. And uh, it was everything that you would imagine it to be living there. Um, I went to the the restaurants and it was really cool, man. So I'm actually not surprised at all that an escape the room could work there. It it really seems like it, it could work there. Man, I, you know, you may not think this, but you're you're a smart dude. <laughs> you're, you're, I guess it's, they, I I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, you know we uh we have to you know uh, with this pandemic. Um, I don't like to talk about it too much because we're so enveloped in the pandemic and thinking about it and talking about it. But I just like to ask folks, um, you know, how is the uh, how is the pandemic really like impacting you um, personally and maybe as a business? I mean, I think there's obvious ways that it's impacting you as a business having to be closed uh, for so long. Um, And uh, what are you kind of like learning about yourself during this unique time? Yeah. You know, so when you're a small business owner, if something impacts your business, it impacts your personal life. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, like it has for everyone, you know, the pandemic and the shutdown you know, has definitely added some stress to all of our lives, you know, um, from a business perspective, you know, you can't do takeout escape rooms, you know, we can't set up escape rooms outside in the parking lot, um, you know, we can't deliver escape rooms to your house. Um, so um, while we've been able to do some virtual live broadcast escape rooms, um, we've, al- we've also been able to have some pretty solid gift certificate sales Great. Um, during, during this time. Basically, through the support of our community, buying gift certificates, doing our live broadcast escape rooms, you know, we have been able to maintain some revenue during this time, you know, but I'd say it's less than 5% mm-hmm. um, of our normal revenue. So it's definitely put a strain on the business. You know, fortunately, like I discussed with you previously, you know, we have a pretty good business model, mm-hmm. um, low debt, low expenses. You know, we have landlords um, that have been very flexible and have walked hand in hand with us through these challenges. So we're surviving, you know, and, um, you know, we plan to come out of this, you know, stronger than ever. Um, But it certainly has been a trying time Um, in terms of, you know, not so much surviving, our business is going to survive, but in terms of, you know, keeping our vision for the future alive, you know, um, are we going to be able to build what we want to build, you know, in the next year? two years, you know, based on what we've lost over the last 90 days, you know? So, so, um, you know, um, although we're going to come out of this and we're going to have a great product, you know, if I were to say that, that this hasn't set back like our vision for the immediate future, then, you know, that wouldn't be true. So, but, you know, we'll get through this. Um, you know, I've spent this whole week, like, like cleaning, polishing, getting every detail ready for when we reopen um, very soon. Um, we're kind of also we've redesigned our the way we that way that that we're doing our bookings and what our groups are going to look like. Um, you know, so that people can be as comfortable as possible when we open back up mm-hmm. um, and feel as safe as possible when they come into 
our facility. So, you know, and from a personal perspective, um, you know, we've gotten to spend some really great time together at home. You know, um, I'd say, you know, that probably outshines, it definitely outshines any challenges we've had. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, that time at home, that time together has definitely been the silver lining in all of this, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, um, personally, I've been frustrated with the way that our governor um, and our state officials um, have handled um, this pandemic. Um, I'm frustrated with how um, local business owners have been treated um, and the lack of support that we've had. Um, from the government um, during this time. So uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't express that also. Yeah, man, I appreciate that 100%, man. Um, yeah, I, I can feel your pain. What a, yeah, but just a couple more questions before we yeah, wrap absolutely. things up. Um, yeah. What a, like, like, besides like that alarm clock and a paycheck, like, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what, what motivates you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what wakes you up in the morning? You know, I, I think a couple of things. I mean, what I do is really fun. Like, mm -hmm. I, get, I make money. I make a living, like, making games. Awesome. I love games. It's super fun. I mean, there's really nothing else I'd rather be doing. Um, you know, kind of secondarily, like, you know, I see this as a family business that I'm mm -hmm. hoping, you know, in five, 10 years, like I can hand this off to my kids, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they want to do it, maybe they don't, um, but it's going to be there for them, you know, mm -hmm. um, to interact with it the way they want to and to grow it and continue it the way they want to. So, you know, I really love, you know, seeing that on the horizon, you know, being able to hand my kids something that, you know, they could, they could, if they choose to kind of keep it rolling um, or, you know, develop it the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. So those are motivating for me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You know, one of the things I really appreciate about your story <clears throat> is just uh, going from like the pharmaceutical business, which I, maybe I could be wrong, but it doesn't really seem like um uh, an industry that really kind of suits somebody who's like creative like you and likes to create and write and design and stuff like that. Cause you're an artist, right? I mean, um, but how you, how, how you were able to just go from pharmaceuticals into this, uh, with ETR and like just how it just kind of naturally happened. And you're now in a place where you, know, you really like love, genuinely what you do and you're you're also using your 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 strengths your skills your creativity and all that stuff um i think it's awesome how all that happens that's great thanks man yeah it's been fun uh man uh as we wrap up uh i'm curious um you know what if some if somebody wants to connect with you um and etr or I don't know, maybe an entrepreneur hears this podcast and they want to connect with you and pick your brain. Like, how can they contact you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, if someone would like details on our business, they could go to doylestownescaperoom.com, right? If someone wants to contact us, um, they can reach out to us at doylestownescaperoom at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Send us an email and we'd be happy to, to connect and answer any questions. Yeah. Awesome, man. And uh, as a church, you know, we like to pray for our community. Um, and I always try to ask, you know, how can we, um, how can we uh, be praying for you, uh, your family, um, whatever it is like you're, you guys are doing in the community? How can we come alongside you guys and, and pray for you? Is there anything specific, you know, that you guys want us to pray for you guys for? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, what, what I've been praying for, um, you know, um, is all the black Americans that have mm -hmm. faced um, injustice and inequality, um, you know, and, and give our country the strength to make things right in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, also praying for, um, you know, all the people that, you know, we talk about COVID-19 and how it's destroyed our economy and so many businesses. Let's pray for, you know, the, 
the people who've been infected with this disease and you know who've lost their health or lost family members to COVID-19. So you know I, I think you know pray for them. You know and of course the you know of course for me you know the small business owners who who aren't going to make it through this. You know give them the strength and the means to rebuild their dream once they've lost it. Yeah. Um, you know, and lastly, you know, the politicians who need to make decisions in the best interest of all people. Um, and they need to balance um, protecting lives and protecting livelihood. I think we should pray that they make the right decisions for everyone. Yeah, thanks, man. Those are man awesome prayer requests. I really appreciate all of them. It's been kind of heartbreaking for me to see um, these small businesses in Doylestown go away. Um, the two in particular, uh, the barbecue place, I forget Kitchen, what it's called. Kitchen. Yeah, Kitchen. so yeah. good. And then um, uh, Zenden, I went to Zenden a lot. Um, just really unfortunate, man. It's, I'm sorry to see just the impact that this pandemic is having on small businesses in Doylestown, but everywhere, you know, everywhere. Yeah. But, um, man, I really appreciate your time, man. I really do. Thank you so much. Um, man, to all the listeners out there, uh, again, this is Jack Dugan, uh, from escape the room in Doylestown. You know where to reach out to him. Uh, you can find our podcasts on uh, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. Uh, we have an Instagram page. Uh, and our episodes will soon be on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So check them out. Uh, today was Jack Dugan. Just last week, we interviewed the mayor of Doylestown, Ron Strauss. So that was a great conversation. Check that out. Uh, you can go to those sources to find uh, that podcast. Jack, thanks again, man. Uh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, it's been great getting to know you a little bit more. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate it. I'll see you around town. Yep.